Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Welcome, friends. Well, it's Christmas time, and we have many ideas about this time of year expectations, plans. We want to make memories, dreams for kids, for grandkids, for our spouses, for our families. For some, it can be a very busy time of year with to-do lists and errands and lots of chores. For others, well, there may be struggles, sickness, even loneliness, and these realities can strike deep into our hearts. And today, I want us to consider two women who faced incredible, marvelous, and unheard of circumstances in each of their lives. In his sweet provision, God allowed them to spend several months together, and I believe God gave them just what they each needed during a time of isolation and even confusion. Let's look at Luke 1, and we'll begin reading in verse 5. In the days of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah, and he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. They were both righteous in the sight of God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and requirements of the Lord. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both advanced in years. You know, the biblical text introduces us to a man and his wife, Zacharias and Elizabeth, And we are told some very specific things about this couple. First, they are from the priestly line of Aaron. Zacharias came to Jerusalem to serve in the temple at his appointed time. This couple, man and woman, they were both righteous in the sight of God. They walked according to his requirements, his commandments. They were blameless. The thesaurus provides us with additional words. They were exemplary, faultless, good, not guilty. They were upright. And these words help us understand that Zacharias and Elizabeth were godly people. We must always remember they were sinners, but they walked with God to the best of their ability. Yeah, Brenda, they weren't perfect, right? but they're godly. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a great thing for us to remember. We don't have to be perfect, but we can walk with God well. Yeah, and I think it's amazing when Scripture tells us that about people in His Word. And, he, and it's definitely here in Luke 1 about Zacharias and Elizabeth. However, this couple, here are all these good things about them, right? But however... They have no children. Elizabeth is barren. They're both very old. You know, and we can just imagine this couple assumes they will never become parents. It's just not going to happen to us. And the story begins with the nitty gritty details about a woman who's unable to have a baby, even though she and her husband have lived a righteous and good life with each other as husband, as wife. Can you feel the disappointment, the discouragement, even that heart struggle and a question, what did we do wrong? What have we done wrong? 
And here's my head to heart. You know, it's one of my passions to learn more about the women of the Bible. I often remind myself and the women I'm teaching that the people in the Bible are real people. They deal with real problems and they also had emotions to process. I have no doubt that Elizabeth was sad. She never had conceived and given birth to a child. And in this culture, there was great shame for a woman who did not have a child born to her. And yet, this woman said, and she lived according, she continued to walk with God, to follow his commands. She placed her trust in the Lord and believed he, the Lord, had a purpose and a plan for her life. And I get very excited when I see God working in and through women. And Brenda, that's one thing I love about you, that you really do get excited about that. And and we must remember, this is an agrarian society. And the parents, as, as they age, they are are to be cared for by their children. And yes, their extended family, but specifically their children. And after this detailed introduction, we learn about an angelic meeting in the temple. Zacharias was performing his priestly service before God, and an angel, not just any angel, it specifically names this, the angel Gabriel was standing to the right of the altar of incense. I mean, these specific details, this isn't just a generalized thought. Here, there, he's right on the right. And Zacharias is troubled, and fear grips him, and that's often the response, most often when humans come in contact with angels. It's fearful. Um, They're otherworldly. They're powerful. And we can imagine he was shaking, and the angel spoke these words to him, don't be afraid. Your prayer has been heard. And even, um, we don't aren't told what his prayer is, but because of what he says, your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. You've been praying about this for years. And when this happens, you need to name a, a special name. He shall be John. And you will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. To hear this good news, um, it's going, the angel saying he has an important role to play, and it continues. He'll be great in the sight of the Lord. This is not just any normal child. That's, it is a great man of God. He will drink no wine or liquor. He's set aside. He's to live a life different. Um, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit while in his mother's womb. And remember, at this time, the Holy Spirit would come upon individuals to, to help them to serve him. But this idea that he will be filled from his mother's womb, this is a unique child that is going to be born of your wife. And he'll turn many of the sons of Israel back to the Lord their God. John and his ministry will spark a national spiritual Revival. Do you love this guy? And he will go forth as a forerunner before him, before the Messiah, to turn the hearts of the fathers back to their children and to turn the disobedient to the attitude of the righteous. And Zacharias' response is, well, how I know this, this for certain. I'm an old man. My wife is an old woman. How can I know this? And I love the response. It's powerful. I can't overstate the the response of his uncertainty, and he wants certainty. Um, The response from Gabriel is this, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. I mean, these I am, I have, um, and behold, you 
shall be silent and unable to speak until the day when these things take place. He's going to be silent for nine months because, and this is reason, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. My words are going to be fulfilled because they come from God. And Zacharias' response to Gabriel's good news, not, not even good news, great news, amazing news, it was unbelief. And, and I, I read that and I think, how many times do I, do, do we struggle to believe God's good news? What, whatever that is and however he brings that to us. You know, God still intends to bless this righteous couple with a miracle child. But Zacharias would be disciplined for nine months because of his unbelief. Yeah, and that just that whole idea of what is our response, how do we respond to God, and we're going to see some of that as we continue in today's story. Well, Zacharias came out of the temple. He's seen the angel Gabriel, and now he is unable to speak to the people. He was in there a little too long. The people are starting to feel anxious, and he is making motions to them, but they know he's seen a vision that something has happened. But now Zacharias completes the days of his priestly service, and he goes back home. And, and Brenda, even as you're saying that, imagine what he wants to do as soon as he gets home. He, he, he's just been told an amazing, a, a, a miraculous story. And I, I have to believe that he wants to have a conversation with his wife. God has heard our prayers. A baby's coming. This is going to be his name. This is the fantastic, amazing things he will do. But just as the angel told them, um, even though Elizabeth became pregnant, Zacharias couldn't have that conversation again because it's his lack of belief, his unbelief had consequences. And now Elizabeth, his wife, has become pregnant after being barren for many years to the point that they are declared an old couple. And she made the decision to keep herself in seclusion for the next five months of her pregnancy, those first five months. And I actually really appreciate her words of praise to the Lord. This is the way the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked with favor upon me to take away my disgrace among men. Remember, friends, remember, she's been without a child for many years. She and her husband have been praying. They've been asking God. Everyone in this society expected couples to have children, and the shame and disappointment fell was a burden on Elizabeth children are a blessing from the Lord. And her thought, I must be doing something wrong. Oh, no. No, neither of them, husband nor wife, had been doing anything wrong, but rather, but rather God had a bigger plan. Yes, God always has a bigger plan. He sees the beginning and the end. And now Elizabeth is rejoicing in God's good gift But I want to tell you something. There's more to this story. Just wait. There's more. Because in a town north of Elizabeth's home, the same angel was sent to speak to a young maiden. And, And the text tells us Elizabeth has been pregnant for six months when the angel Gabriel, the same angel, is sent to the small town of Nazareth in Galilee of the Gentiles. This is off the beaten trail, and, and this angel is sent to find this very specific woman. 
And the text tells us that she's a virgin, a virgin engaged to be married to a man named Joseph. And that engagement in this society really meant much more than sometimes we think engagements are now. This was a covenant. I'm going to marry this guy. And both of them are descendants of David, both Joseph and Mary. And and there's this greeting from this angel. I, I, I must imagine, I can, greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. It's like, wait, are you talking to me? <laughs> and she's perplexed. She's pondering the meaning of this salutation, of this greeting. And the angel says, don't be afraid, for you have found favor with God. It's interesting. The text doesn't say Mary was afraid. It says Zacharias was. But the angels, it almost seems to be saying, Mary, you're not going to have to be afraid. Because you found favor with God, you will conceive and you will bear a son. You shall name him Jesus, or in the Hebrew, Yeshua, which means God, Yahweh, saves. And he will be great. And he is the son of the Most High. And God will give him the throne of his father, David. He's going to fulfill the Davidic covenant through this child that will be yours, but will be God's son. And he will reign over the house of Jacob, and he will reign over the kingdom of David, and it will have no end. And Mary's response isn't unbelief, but Mary's response is confusion. How can this be since I'm a virgin? What a precious response. Not unbelief, but, but confusion. I'm a virgin. How can this be? And the angel continues, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and your holy child will be called the Son of God. And then as a confirmation, as an encouragement, the angel instructs Mary and says, your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. Um, Elizabeth has a son in her old age. Mary's going to have a son as a young woman, as a woman who hasn't ever even been physically with a man. And she, this Elizabeth, who has been called barren, that's been her name. That's been her name. That's been her reputation. She's now in her sixth month. And, And here I kind of come back with a head to heart. Nothing will be impossible with God. God is awesome. He's the all-powerful creator of the heavens and of the earth, and he makes promises. He makes promises throughout his scriptures, but when he makes promises, he will fulfill every single one. And Mary's response, listen, may it be done to me according to your word. May it be done to me according to the word of the God of heaven who sent you to me. Her response is obedience. She's yielded to the Lord and to whatever he intends to do with her. And her response here is great humility um, before the Lord. And I love just that whole idea that the angel says, nothing's impossible with God. You know, that, oh, that we would take that sentence and live according to it. Well, this young woman is trusting in the Lord's care and provision. She she doesn't understand. She's she's puzzled by how this could be true. This is unknown territory in her life. But he, the scriptures then tell us she arose and went in a hurry to the hill country to a city of Judah. You know, she knew. She knew she needed an older, wiser, godly woman, and the angel was very gracious and let her know that Elizabeth was expecting. She needed someone to talk with and to spend time with. She could go and be with her cousin Elizabeth, and Mary arrived 
at the home of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And this is beautiful. Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting and the baby leaped in Elizabeth's womb. Elizabeth was then filled with the Holy Spirit and her words to Mary, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. You know, these two pregnancies will shake the nation of Israel and the world under the direction of God in his perfect plan. Two cousins, one an older woman who's lived a righteous life and the other a young virgin engaged to be married. Both of these women handpicked by God to fulfill his promises of the coming Messiah. How amazing. And a head to heart, let's not miss the movement of God in the story. The guardian angel of Israel, Gabriel, his name actually means the strength of God, was sent to deliver God's message personally to Zacharias, Elizabeth, and to Mary. The power of the Most High would overshadow Mary. And the Holy Spirit filled Elizabeth and the baby John in her womb. She greeted Mary with words of blessing and love. God has his fingerprints all over every detail in this miraculous story. And as Mary is greeted by her cousin Elizabeth, um, this wise, older, godly woman, this is someone she can trust. Mary then begins to offer these words of adoration to the Lord. Listen to, to these few verses. And remember, these are words coming from a young woman who had to be confused with all that's about to happen. And yet these are her words. They're words of both praise and of prophecy. The words of adoration to the Lord, that he can bring this about. She says, my soul exalts in the Lord. I adore him. I can't say enough about him. And my spirit has rejoiced in God. He's my savior. For he has had regard for the humble state of his bond slave. She calls herself a doula. She's, she's a bond servant of the Lord, and he can do with her what he wants. For behold, from this time on, For all generations, they will count me as blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Mary's whole life has just changed dramatically. And as she quickly departed Nazareth and went to see her cousin Elizabeth in the hill country of Judah, the life would never be the same. You know, and we tend to glamorize Mary, right? And that role God chose for her to play in his sovereign plan. But we must remember, she was surrounded by people who did not believe this baby was part of God's sovereign plan. You can only hear the gossip in the market, the conversations behind hands covering mouths and whispers. And for the next 30 plus years, she would walk through difficulty, trials, personal struggles, and much emotional pain because Mary was chosen by God to be the human mother of the God-man, Jesus. And this verse, Mary stayed with her about three months and then returned to her home. 
You know, Mary spent the first few months of her pregnancy with Elizabeth, and you can be sure there were many conversations and questions, times of praise to God, shared prayer for one another and for their unborn baby boys, John and Jesus. These two women give us a beautiful picture of friendship, care, encouragement, and faithful love. Look around you. Is there an older woman who can mentor and encourage you? And maybe there's a younger woman who needs the love and friendship of a mature Christian woman, and you could step in and fill that gap for her. Well, finally, friends, we want to encourage you this week to rejoice in the work God is doing in your heart and life. Take time to tell him how much you endure him and take time to praise his name today. Until our next time together, may you continue to walk with God. Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America and outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library.